another episode. Oh, wow. Ooh. Your girl is tired. <laughs> but we still here. We here. So how was your Memorial weekend? Um, It was pretty relaxed. Not even going to lie. Um, Raiden was getting over some sniffles. So we just kind of hung out, relaxed. Didn't really do much. What about you? Well, we had our party that I'm really bummed you didn't get to come to. <laughs> we hosted people all weekend long. I'm exhausted. You really did. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right. And sister Ansley, her, her fiance and their three kids got here Friday night. Um, Brayton's cousin got here Saturday and I'm sure you guys are probably tired of hearing me say this, but just for our new listeners, Brayton's family is from Indianapolis where little Tay Tay lives <laughs> and we are in Kentucky. So we had his cousin down for the weekend and then his other cousin came on Sunday. So everyone was here Sunday for our party and like my family came over and it was a good time. We all had fun. Like we played cornhole and Josh and Ansley brought their like giant connect four. And the kids thought that was so cool. It was, it's like probably five feet tall. It's actually like very big. Oh my God. And so that was fun. We did that. And Monday, we went to a race at the Lawrenceburg Speedway. So that was fun, but I'm freaking drained, okay? like <laughs> You need a vacation from your five-day vacation? Yeah, I had five days off of work. It was a blessing. Shout out to my work. I'm not going to say where I work if for people who don't know, but my work is really amazing, and they gave us a mental health day, basically on friday so i took off thursday and had like an extremely long weekend and it was amazing (laughs) now i'm only like actually surprising i feel like a lot of companies don't do that mental health day so that's pretty awesome i will tell you our company is amazing about time like vacation time and they're very big on like um work life balance and they do a lot for us with like our benefits. It's amazing and it's a blessing, but that's how they get you to stay. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's why I've been there for this is going on my sixth year that I've been there. <laughs> but yeah, so we had like a fun little weekend. Um, you and I did a poll for everyone because we want we've been wanting to talk about this topic i'm gonna tell you now like i do get fired up a lot about this topic i'm gonna try to keep it down but i do get fired up about this topic because i have a lot of friends who i've had issues with their spouses Mm-hmm. And it's not like th- me and their spouse like have issues. It's I have issues with them because <laughs> the actions that they do. <laughs> so 
it's completely different. Because <laughs> everybody's probably like, wow, Courtney really is a bitch. No one likes her. <laughs> That's not the case. <laughs> See so. what happened was. <laughs> right. So, yeah, today's topic, we wanted to talk about um, not liking your friend's spouses. How's Which that is, ever happened? I feel, like, I feel like there's a lot of people that deal with this, but don't really want to admit it. So I feel like. For sure. Based off of our poll, I was like, wow. I thought that I just had problems with my friend's spouses. <laughs> I think no. <laughs> the problem, my problem is I'm just very blunt open about it. And I think a lot of people are actually respectful and keep their mouth shut. Actually <laughs> respectful. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just speak my mind a lot too much. I do. I, I agree with you. After we did the poll, I was like, actually shooketh of how many people said that they've had issues with their spouse, their friend's spouses. Yeah. It was over half, like over 50% of people that said that they have experienced something like this. Crazy. So yeah, it happens a lot. So have you ever had like issues with friend spouse? Like, have you not liked them before? I mean, okay. So I've had like, tell them, tell the world, <laughs> tell the people. <laughs> I've had like the issues that are like super petty, like mm, this guy's like annoys me, like his personality is annoying or something like that, that like don't really like affect me in any way, shape or form. But I have had one relationship or one friendship where the boyfriend that she was with at the time, he wasn't treating her to my liking and his family wasn't treating her to my liking which was causing this huge like riff in their relationship and they were fighting constantly and to me I'm like okay what is the point of this relationship obviously you know the biggest okay let me get a little a little deeper without giving names the big issue was his family was very religious and did not agree with the relationship that they had. There was no changing their mind about it. There was It was set in stone. And it was a very toxic way of how they displayed this um, disagreement to her relationship. So it put a strain on the boyfriend because he was having to pick between this new relationship that he was with or his family, like his entire family. Um, and then it was putting a strain on her because, you know, she's not getting the kind of relationship that she's looking for where she can have a relationship with his family or, you know, they can't like go out and do specific things because of his family. And so it was just putting a big strain on everything. So then she would turn around and tell me everything that's going on. And I'm just like, why? I'm not understand. I, I don't understand. Why are you putting yourself through this? Why are you putting him through this? Why is he putting himself, you know, like, why are you guys in this situation? Mm -hmm. Just go your separate ways. Like, what's the point? But obviously, like, she's not going to listen to me because it's not my call. It's not my relationship. 
And it got so bad to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to hear about this, this treatment that you're getting. I don't want to hear about the disgusting things this family is doing. I don't want to hear about it because you're, you, you have your friends sitting here telling you that that's not right. That's not okay. You shouldn't be treated that way yet. You don't want to do anything about it. So I don't, I don't want to hear it. Like it's done, which put, a huge strain on our relationship because that's a big chunk of her life. You know, having this relationship that she's in, having this boyfriend, that's a big chunk of her life. And she can't even talk to me about it. So I put a huge strain on our relationship and I feel like eventually like down the road, like her and this guy are still together. They're actually going to be getting married the relationship with his family is still (laughs) terrible. Um, But I mean, they were able to work it out together. But in the moment, in the beginning of this relationship, as she's telling me these things that are going on, it's like, what do I even do? What do I even do? I don't like how my friend is being treated. I don't like the situation, which making me not like the guy, but what am I supposed to do about it? So it's like, you just kind of throw your hands up about it. I think that religion and family are such a huge thing. So you probably were like, if those, you know, if those things are not clicking, they're not going to, you know, make it. Right. And you don't want to see your friend being treated like that Mm -hmm. by other people. So, Mm -hmm. and it's hard. It's like, so you've given your opinions what do you, what do you do? Like how, how do you go forward? So yeah, that's really, really tough because I've actually had, (laughs) I hate to say this because this literally sounds so bad, but I've had issues with several friends, spouses, like (laughs) (laughs) she's the queen of the topic. (laughs) It's, it's so bad. We can be open for a second. Like, I'm not going to use names with all these situations, but there have been petty, of course, like petty situations. Yeah. Um, Taylor and I have been best friends since we were 12 years old. <laughs> Jake has been a part of our lives since we were 16. <laughs> and in the beginning, Jake and I hated each other. It was like, this is true. Each other. Um, (laughs) Some days I still want to smack them around a little bit, but (laughs) we have grown as and gotten older. A lot of that was just pettiness. Like we didn't like each other because honestly, we're both competing for like Taylor's time as Mm -hmm. stupid as that sounds. But when you're 16, you want your best friend all the time. And when he was, that age he wanted his girlfriend around but we've had just petty issues of basically who gets attention Mm -hmm. and then as we grew that stuff faded away because we got older and wiser and we're like you can have taylor no you can have taylor (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding but (laughs) that stuff just eased itself out of the way once we got mature Mm -hmm. but there has been issues I've had with other people and I don't think that 
thinking back, I don't honestly think I had like a personal issue. Like they did this to me. I did this to them. It was more, Mm -hmm. I didn't like the way my friend was being treated in a situation. So I've had situations where one of my good friends who kept repeatedly going back to the same person who would cheat or lie or break up with Mm -hmm. them for no reason. And like, she would always take them back. And I'm like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Like I could not (laughs) get it through to her that she deserved better treatment. I had friends that it's a little more deeper where, um, Maybe I see some manipulation, some narcissist characteristics, things that are pretty bad. Not like they're abusing them, but maybe like verbally abusing or maybe Mm -hmm. um, emotionally emotionally abusing. Just things like that where I feel I don't like I don't know what to do. I get I feel like I can voice my opinion really well with certain friends. There was a situation where one of my good friends, her and I had talked about her spouse. And I told her that I think that he was kind of like manipulative. He was a little bit controlling where he wanted her to just be with her, like with him. And he was kind of isolating her from her friends and from other people And I saw bad characteristics in him. So I voiced my opinion and she immediately was defensive about it. And Mm -hmm. she kind of like cut me out for a while. So finally she opened her eyes, thank the Lord and saw what kind of person he was. They broke it off. And then her next relationship was a similar situation where she was with someone who was very much a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, we both think now that we've talked about after the fact that she's left him as well. Like she came to her like senses and she saw what was going on. I think he was cheating. He was manipulative. He was controlling. Um, I was scared to tell her this time around because the backlash of what happened last time of her not speaking to me. So I felt like I couldn't speak my mind to her. Mm -hmm. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow. And I think because of that, we kind of drifted apart for a little while. We weren't as close because we would talk every day. We would hang out all the time. And then when I felt like I really had to say what I needed to say and I couldn't because I was worried about our friendship. That's when it started really affecting our friendship. Mm. So, so what do you like, I guess, because looking back on like my situation with a friend, I feel like the way that I approached it, was not the right way. So how do you approach a situation like that? Because obviously, if you don't like your friend's significant other, like it's going to affect your relationship. It's going to affect the friendship in some way, shape or form. Because 
now we're at the age where the people that are in our lives, like the people that we choose to be our significant other, it's not like majority of us are like just dating around. Like these are people that are here to stay in our life. Like we want them in our life for the long haul. It's not like it was back in high school or back in middle school. So how do you approach a situation that is obviously affecting your friendship to try to, you know, just voice how you feel about it or to try to get them to like, you know, see these negative toxic traits that this person has? How do you approach that? I think one of the biggest problems is people are not accepting of hearing bad things about the people they love. That's Mm -hmm. one problem. No one wants to hear your boyfriend sucks or your girlfriend sucks, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) Or, I mean, not even like that. Maybe coming to you and being like, you're not going to want to hear if I'm like, Taylor, I think that Jake's being very controlling. You're not going to want to hear it. Taylor and I have a different relationship than other people though, because we very much, since we have been friends for so long, we know each other's personality. She knows I'm going to tell how it is. Like I can't Mm -hmm. do anything else than tell it how it is. And she can accept that. And I can accept that she listened and she heard what I had to say and she might not do what I want her to do. And that's kind of controlling on my part. But, <laughs> um, she may not like handle the situation, how I wanted her to handle it, but she very much hears what I have to say. And it's validated. Whereas other people with friendships that can't happen, that can't happen because if someone told me, maybe like if it wasn't you and some other friend of mine was like, Brayton is very controlling. I might be on the defense about it. Like I'm going to defend my man. No one wants to hear that or just whatever the example may be. So I think a big part of that is being open with your friends and being able to accept criticism, basically accept people's Mm -hmm. feelings and thoughts. And what's the other word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> be able to accept friend, friends, be able to accept their <laughs> feelings and their thoughts. And maybe you don't agree with what they say, but at the end of the day, you can take a moment to maybe like see why they may think that or, yeah, or just be like, I hear you. I don't feel that way, you know, and maybe talking to them, but a lot of it is defensive. Like a lot of it is defensive. No one, no one wants to hear, like no one wants to hear that. So I think that's probably one of the biggest problems is that people can't feel, they feel like they can't be real with one another because of that. If you feel like you can be real with your friends and you do voice your opinion well now your friend is probably going to think I have to make my spouse look extra great to these people oh yep and start playing the oh we're so happy and like then they may stop sharing things with you because of that Mm -hmm. so for me 
I have been blessed with you. I've been blessed with other friends that can't accept that I am who I am and I'm never going <laughs> to, I'm not, I'm going to be real, but there are friends that I think definitely have hidden what's going on because they're worried. I actually have like a friend. I, I'm not going to say names. I have a friend who has a friend. I know. Here we go. I have a friend who has a friend and they're very close. And this friend talks a lot of smack about their spouse, a lot of smack about their spouse. So my friend stopped sharing with this friend, anything negative that has to do with that relationship because it just gives fuel to the fire of talking smack. So that's another thing. There's two different things. It's like, how are you approaching it? Are you approaching it as I'm very concerned about what's going on and I don't think that this is okay? Or are you voicing it as he's a piece of shit, he's a loser, or she's a loser? You know, how are you approaching that? Yeah. I think that's a big part because sometimes I'll be hundred percent honest when things have happened with my friends in the heat of the moment, I'm so angry because one thing to know about me, and I'm pretty sure I've said this in episodes before, I love my family and my friends fiercely. Mm-hmm. I am a fierce person when it comes to them. I will kill someone for them. So if my friend comes to me in tears and upset and they've, there something's happened like that they're cheating or just, you know, just whatever the example may be. Mm-hmm. I'm on 100. There's no turn up the volume. It's all the way turned up at that second. As soon as you tell me what's going on. So I have been very blunt before with my friends. Taylor knows I've done it to her before. I'm mm-hmm. like, what a fucking idiot. Or, I'll, <laughs> you know, or, I'll say something crazy that I shouldn't have approached it that way. I'll be like, you need a fucking, you know, I can, I've told friends, you need to fucking dump them. You need to leave them. It needs to be done. This is toxic. Like the way that I've approached it has not always been the best, but I do try to come back in once I cool down and explain why I feel this way, showing mm. them examples of things they've told me that's happened in the relationship that I think, you know, are not cool. They're not okay. And I think that needs to be worked on in the relationship. I know I'm not, cause I'm probably going to get heat from that saying you need to work on that in your relationship. I know I'm not uh, their therapist, but you kind of are your friend's therapist. So when they come right. to you and they're telling you, he said this to me and he did this to me and he's treating me this way. I naturally, I went to school for their, like, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people know this. I went to school cause I wanted to be a therapist. So naturally I just want to like help and provide <laughs> things that can help with the situation. So I do provide like, okay, well then maybe you guys should do this and work on this. That's just who I am. A lot of my friends know that. And I think that's why a lot of my friends come to me because they want to know what they could do in order to help them 
with the relationship and that issue that they're currently having. Sometimes I can read the room and just feel like you just need to tell me something and it's pretty petty and I'll let it go. But the deep things I try to kind of give examples or something that can help fix that problem that they're having with their spouse. But I, I do believe that approaching it in a, in the manner that you do is what's going to also cause your friend to feel some type of way or not feel some type of way when you're telling them how you feel about your spouse. I think that's a really good point. And like, totally, I feel like we've all been there where we kind of like hype our friend up when they're already pissed off about something, you know, like he ain't shit. Like we've all done that before, but I think you make a really good point about, you know, once everything is calmed down, coming back in and trying to like smooth everything back over with more of like a logic kind of thinking to it. Um, But I also would like to point out, like when it comes from my story that I was telling about and how I approach the situation of just ending the communication about it. I don't think that that was necessarily the right way now that I'm like, you know, a little bit older looking back on the situation and trying to like self-reflect and everything. I don't think that that was necessarily the right way for me to go about it because obviously my friend is coming to me and trying to talk to me about this. But for me to, even though it's upsetting me and even though that I don't want her to see her go through this and obviously like she's not taking my advice because it's her relationship. That's not really for me to just be like, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm done. I feel like a part of me should have still been there for her to support her and let her know that I still support you, whether you're going to be in this relationship or not, but here are my feelings about it. I think- what? Go ahead. I th- I think that I see what you're saying, but at the same time, the way I see it is I think you wanted to protect yourself mm-hmm. and your energy. I'm really big on like energy. So if someone's being constantly negative to you, it depends on how she came about it. We're not all sure like how often she was telling you about these things going on. I think part of it could have just been to protect your, your energy, your peace, because we are empathetic people. Mm -hmm. And so we take on other people's emotions. So you have to think if someone's constantly coming to you and they're like, they're telling you like, Taylor, I, me and this person had a fight and it's, this is this and this, and this is toxic and I'm crying all the time. And you can feel that energy and you are taking in that energy. You're taking in that negativity all the time because you're empathetic. Mm -hmm. So then you feel like you're in it almost. And that, I feel like that could be part of the reason that you said that you may not think that like, in your brain at the very second, but maybe it was your subconscious telling you like, I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's always bad when there's a constant toxic toxicity going on. You need to take a break from it. So maybe you can't just hear it right now. I've had a situation very similar with friend and their spouse for a hot minute for months at a time. 
I felt like, oh my God, please just break up, break up. Cause I can't take this anymore. I felt like I was going through it because I'm very empathetic. I couldn't hear it. I'm like, stop talking to me. Stop, stop telling me. Cause it was coming from both ends. Like this person and this person is telling me that both things, their side of the story. And I was almost the mediator for the situation. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. I cannot do it. Like, please give me a break. So maybe you didn't realize it, but that could have been it. You could have just been like, I need a break for a minute. Cause this is too much. Um, that does make sense. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I am a very empathetic person. So that does make a lot of sense, but at the same time, you still want to be there for your friend. Right. Like, you know, you don't want to be, so I guess trying to find a balance then between the two, or maybe like just like taking a break, being like, I need girl, I need a week where you don't bring up his name, just a whole week where you do not talk about him. And then I will, we'll have lunch. We'll catch up. You can tell me everything and like, we can go back into it, but that doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't really think that I've thought of something like that before. So approaching is just, it's really hard because I think it's, it has to be done gently. Mm-hmm. It's so touchy. And it the delivery has to be just right. Like, it's just so many components <laughs> in approaching the situation, I feel like. Because we've had instances where, you know, like you said, you were like, I'm done. We've had, mm-hmm. and I've had an instance where I'm, I've been done. We've had instances where, friends stop talking to us because we, you know, there's so many different things that can happen. You stop talking to that friend. They stop talking to you. They stop telling you bad things in there's so many scenarios. So I think approaching it is just so hard for me. I know there's only a handful of people that I would ever tell my opinions to about their spouse if I felt like they there was something going on solely because they can handle it solely because they're not judging me for telling them because they know it comes from a good place so I don't it's just so hard it's so hard so I kind of like how you said you need to make sure that your friend is like in the mindset to be able to like accept this that's that's you know i'm saying like you need to like how you're approaching it and how you like your delivery of it you also need to make sure that you're saying this to a type of friend that's going to like understand so what do you do in those situations where you just have to get it off of your chest like you have to tell your friend that what the relationship that she's in the situation that she's going in that she's going through is just not okay and you just you feel so strongly to step in and like step into the middle of it and make sure that both sides are understanding that this is not a good situation for them like what kind of situations do you think are appropriate for you to step in or what kind of like or do you think that you know, that's your friend's relationship. That's, you know, she's a, a grown ass adult. It's time for you to mind your business. Like, where do you decipher between the two? I know a lot of people in our poll said to stay out of it, to stay mm-hmm. out of that, those issues. 
I agree to an extent. There are times, obviously, if any type of abuse is going on, I'm not going to sit back. That's one thing that I cannot do. Even if it's just verbal and mental abuse, I can't do it. I can't. I have gone to these friends and I have told them, listen, this is not okay. This is not okay. They are abusing you. Maybe they're not physically abusing you, but they are abusing you. There are, there are a lot of situations, honestly, and I hate saying this, that I've been in with friends where, and I've been in situations like this, where men try to make you feel less than, Mm -hmm. and it's not just men. I don't want to say it's only men that do this. But the situations that I've experienced and, you know, my friends experience, it's been men. And I almost feel like it comes from the place of the 1950, 1960s, like housewife, where she was home and she did everything. And it was like, you don't really tell your spouse, you don't really speak up to your spouse. Like go back and ask like, right. Go back and ask our grandparents, like my grandma. (laughs) No, I watched my grandma so much with my grandpa. Never say a word. Never. He would say whatever he wanted to her and she would just sit there and just take yep. it. And I, we're just in such a different time now where a lot of women have that confidence to speak up, but men feel like they could put women back down not all men. So please don't come for me, people. (laughs) But men feel like they can put people back, the women back down and make them feel less than make them feel like they don't have a voice. Yeah. What, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And I don't stand for that. So there have been times where I have stepped into situations because if she doesn't have a voice, someone has to have a voice for her because she is getting verbally abused. She is getting emotionally abused. She's made to feel like she's stupid. She's less than him. He's smarter. He gets to make all the decisions. That's not okay. And my book. And that's not something I can sit by and just let happen because I am so open and so um, blunt and just outspoken that there's no way I can watch that. I can't mm-hmm. sit by. Um, so there have been that situations. And then there's been situations where it's so heated. They can't figure it out. And I'm close to both of them. Him and her. Mm-hmm. So they come to me. Both of them come to me and bring me into it kind of where I feel as, oh, though I am the mediator in the situation. So there's Mm -hmm. been a couple instances where I've stepped in because of that. And there's been a couple instances where I've stepped in for just the sole purpose of, I need to speak up for my friend and tell him how it is because you're not going to talk. You're not going to talk to them like that. You're not going to talk. And, or Maybe they're just so scared to talk to their spouse about it that I try to find a way 
kindly, I kind of, you know, I have to be very, like I said, very cautious of what I say, very meticulous about how I put it to their spouse because Mm -hmm. every friend, like every friend I'm friend with friends with, I'm friendly with their spouses, just the same, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have very many friends where I don't feel comfortable around their spouses because we are in a different time where these relationships are lasting longer than our teenage and young twenties. Mm-hmm. These are people's significant others that have been in their lives for a significant amount of time where I'm close and friendly with both to where I feel comfortable enough to meticulously talk about it to their spouse to kind of, and it's more, I always try to approach it to open their eyes because I think a lot of the times they just don't see that's what they do. I think especially when it comes to the whole, like, I'm better and I'm smarter and I'm the boss with men. I think it's just so drilled into their brains. Like it's just, it's just learned. It's just like natural, just like with women, we come out of the womb expecting to take care of every, you know, everybody and do for everyone and basically serve everybody. Mm -hmm. I think that it's just like a natural instinct. Or I don't know, I'm probably using the wrong, but <laughs> like I you see your grandpa do it and your dad do it. And right. like, it's just like, it's just how you're brought up and it's not okay, but they just don't even real. It's just not even in their brain. Like, wow, I'm talking to them like trash. Right. But it's really because I've been watching Papa Joe do it for 25 <laughs> years Paul Joe <laughs> talking to grandma like shit <laughs> and grandma don't say anything right. and so I expect my spouse not to say anything but no 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 nay 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 we are in 2021 <laughs> I got a voice and it's going to be heard so I have approached the situation in a nice way, usually always with a spouse. I don't think I've ever like been crazy with a spouse. It's always in a nice way to try to, to open their eyes, to realize what they've said or what they've done. I think that's worked in a lot of situations. Has it stuck? No. Cause like I said, it's just natural instinct. I feel like, and I think that takes, honestly, I think that takes therapy to work and change and you have to be like a, a self-aware of what's going on. So I know like maybe everybody doesn't agree with me stepping in and that's okay. But my friends, I do feel like some, most of my friends appreciate me stepping in when I have, because I have mediated a lot of situations and calmed <laughs> a lot of situations down I think that they're just trying to get free therapy out of me after like talking about this. I mean, if you're offering, <laughs> it's like, let's just have this fight. Courtney's going to fix it. Wait, let me text Dr. Courtney real quick. Wow. <laughs> see if we can get a session. But no, I definitely don't think stepping in is always okay. Um, no. Do I think that? No. There's lots of instances where I've wanted to and I have not because it's not my place and mm-hmm. it's something that, but trust and believe I have been behind the woman cheering her on, 
hyping her up, telling her to get a little crazy. Cause trust me, I have done that <laughs> and have a voice. And there's been other, you know, other situations, not just like a man controlling or a man talking down or what we have been using as examples, but I'm using this as an example because I feel like this is the most important time for me to step in. Mm-hmm. Other shit. And I, think, like, I think if you do it respectfully, you know, where you're like, you, it's not like you're coming, like you're like, oh, I'm going to fuck some shit up tonight. Like you are, you're wanting to like go in and, you know, open each other's eyes. And I'm sure you're not like biased either. I'm sure you're not like come in and be okay. Like you're doing everything wrong. She's doing everything perfect. You need to change. Like, I'm sure you, because I've seen it myself where you're like, okay, this is things you guys you need to work on. This is things you need to work on. And I think that doing it respectfully, stepping in could be okay. But I have... <laughs> some instances where people have tried to step in literally just to fuck shit up and that i think is not okay where they're just all right you guys need to break up like who cares what's going on like done and just keep whispering that into you know one of their ears that they need to break up they need this is the wrong situation and trying to convince them instead of trying to help them in the situation right i feel there is times where the cycle is just going and you're on like a hamster wheel and it's never stopping. Mm-hmm. And I do, I have talked to those friends and I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't, I, at this, at that point, as much as it pains me and hurts me to see them still stay in the relationship and be treated that way, I have to let them open their eyeballs and finally one day realize that they're amazing and they don't deserve that and they need to move on. There's only so much I can do. I can't force my friends, obviously, to move on. I can't make that decision for them. I know it's hard because, like I said, we're in our third, like, oh, my God, I'm so we're in our 30s, and we are not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're in our late 20s. <laughs> This is important to get correct. Okay. Set the record straight. For me, it is. <laughs> um, and these people have been with their spouses for significant amount of times, like I've said, like amount of time, like I've said, 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. When you're with someone 10 plus years, life is hard to imagine without that person. It's almost like if you break up, you're mourning that person. Mm-hmm. And that's probably very scary for someone. If I've been with someone 10 plus years, I've only been with Brayton for six years and I couldn't imagine having to do like life without him and excuse me, start all over again and mm-hmm. date and all that. Could I do it if I had to? Sure. It would hurt. It would be terrible. But I think that it's very, very, very scary for people to do it. And I think that is what stops them a lot of the time is because your life is so intertwined in that person. You rely on that person so much and you probably are codependent on that person. That Mm -hmm. life, you can't imagine life without them. And it scares you to death to have to do it. Where there's other, you know 
things involved like children, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that you should not stay with someone just because you have a child with someone. I know I, it's easier said than done because I don't have children, but I do believe in the fact that children pick up on the energy, the toxic toxicity. Mm-hmm. They see the love that you're giving each other. If it's constant. Sure. There can be good times with these people, but when you're on that hamster wheel, it's going to go right back to the bad, 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 mm-hmm. bad. And very quickly. And kids pick up on that. They're, they have attitude problems because of it. They act out or that's what they think they deserve. Like think about women with children, with girls who are growing up and not feeling like they can speak their mind more than likely Mm -hmm. that child. I'm not a therapist, but I'm just, you know, from school and stuff more than likely that little girl is watching her mom. And she believes that this is the man that like, this is the way a relationship works. And that's the man she's going to go seek when she's older. Right. She's probably exactly. not going to have the confidence because her mom didn't have the confidence to speak up. Mm-hmm. For example, my mother, I watched her as a child go through some shit and she didn't have a voice. I'm not going to put her business out there, but I've watched her go through some shit that she didn't have a voice. But when she found it, boy, does she not let it go. And <laughs> when I grew up, with and I watched her, you know, she always had a voice. It was not there was no controlling her, there was no manipulating her anymore. And trust me, I think that's where I get it. Like I honestly believe that's where I get it is because I I one watched my mother go through that and learned and process that that's not something that I ever want to experience. But two, she found her voice, which then gave me my voice. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up seeing my mother stand up for what she believed in and would speak her mind. And that's how I am. So to watch, I'm not saying like 100% of children are going to have confidence problems because <laughs> of that, but I am saying that's a big thing. You have to understand children pick up on these things. I have witnessed it with my own eyes with several people that are in these situations, their daughters having low confidence because Mm -hmm. of it. So I don't know, like I'm a big believer and you don't just stay with someone because of their children, because there's children involved because their children want you happy at the end of the day. It might suck to see you guys separate, but I guarantee you if you and that your spouse are happier after you split up, that's going to make your children happier. So there's just so many things that go into why people don't break up with their spouses when this hamster wheel keeps going. And I try to think of that. I try when I'm telling my friends stuff, like I'm giving them advice because there are friends I have and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is, this is enough. Enough is enough. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm watching the hamster wheel keep going, but I can't only give them the advice. I can't make force them to do it. Mm-hmm. They have to want to do it. I think that you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make a drink. So 
as much as you want them to. At, at, finally, you have to take that switch. You have to turn it off for those people who just keep on going through the cycle. I don't know how to help you anymore. I don't know what to do other than to be there for you. I'll listen. I'll be there. But at this point, I'm tired of I'm. It's like I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I don't know what to do at that point. That makes sense. I think that's really good points that you just made. And it's so hard because I just want to, I would just want them to all be happy. But of course, like you don't want you to like watch your friend going through this. Like you want the absolute best for your friend. But like you said, like you can't force them to like, you know, have the outcome that you want or to do things exactly the way that you want. So you have to just wait i guess you just have to let it go like also said <laughs> and that's hard for me to do i i will be honest that was hard, a hard pill to swallow because <clears throat> i will get so angry and so crazy about it where i want my friend to break up with somebody you know so badly because they don't deserve this treatment mm-hmm. i would feel so differently if their spouse was putting in the effort that they put in, but they're not, they're not perfect either. Like my friend's not perfect, you know, by any stretch of imagination. I just think that because I'm an outsider looking in, it's easier for me to say, you guys would probably be happier just being broken up, Mm -hmm. but I have to, I had to swallow the pill of you cannot keep telling them to break up though. They just have to figure it out for themselves, but that was very hard. And I don't know if anybody out there has experienced the same thing as me because watching your friends is like torture through <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's truly torture. Like I'm laughing and joking about it, but I have been devastated before and I've been upset and I don't know what to do. I'm yelling at my husband because I'm like, I just need them to freaking get this. <laughs> like, I just need them to understand. But you can't, you can't force it to happen. And I just have to keep telling myself, like, that's not for you to decide. You can give them advice. You can be there for them. And you can tell them, like, I'm here. If you decide that if that's what you decide don't feel like you have to stay because of X, Y, and Z. Cause obviously I know like deeper things with my friends. I'm not putting people's business out for, but you know, don't think you have to stay cause you don't have a place to go or you don't have this or you don't have that. Cause you have me and I will help you with those things. And that's all you can do. Truly. That's all you can do. Facts. Well, I just want to know what you guys out there think I mean maybe I don't want to know because I really feel like people (laughs) I don't know why but I really feel like people are going to come for me so I'm hoping and praying there's lots of you out there that love your friends as deeply as I love mine and can understand why I may have stepped in or have you stepped in to any of your friends relationship issues Yeah, I would love to know, because I have a feeling that there are a lot more people out there like you. Like, I was honestly shocked when I found out that majority of people who did our polls disagreed with you. I honestly thought that more people were going to agree with you. So 
Um, not like disclaiming the people who did the poll, but I would like to find those people who agree with Courtney. And I want to hear your stories about how you approached it. If you have any tips for anybody who's going through something like this, how they can approach it, or maybe even tips for, you know, how to like self-reflect and swallow that hard pill of just kind of letting it go and moving on and just getting back to focusing on their friendship instead of focusing on the relationship that their friend is in. So any thoughts or comments or anything like that, definitely send us a DM over on Instagram at Petty Besties Podcast and let us know what's going on. Yes. And you know, I almost wonder if people didn't think about this, like they didn't think of it in the aspect of they're close to both people. So that's why they stepped in. So, or maybe they think of stepping in as more of like a negative, like, right. Instead of a therapist mediator kind of situation. And to all my friends, now that I've been sitting here self-reflecting on this, y'all owe me some fucking money, man. Y'all owe me money for hours of work I've put in for you people. Your invoice will be in the mail. Exactly. (laughs) I will have my assistant email you. I'm just kidding. I don't have a fucking assistant. Oh, God. So, yeah, you guys let us know. And I do. I want to talk just a few seconds about. You guys, please make sure that you guys tune in next week for our (laughs) podcast. We are going to be doing our first ever um, interview. I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited. (laughs) We're doing our first interview with one of my dear friends, Alan. He is a local rapper in Cincinnati, and I'm very excited for you guys to get to how for you guys get to know about him because he is freaking hilarious if i can tell you anything (laughs) i feel like this is going to be one of our best episodes because he is so hilarious but from what i hear he has amazing advice too so he does excited to ask him he does give amazing advice which is so funny because you really don't think like a lot of men give great advice right so or they care about women's problems because that's another thing. <laughs> there are so many people I've met in my entire life that will not like men. I'm just saying this and for men that will could care less of like, if I'm fighting with Sally about something and like want to know mm-hmm. what it's about, but like Alan will listen <laughs> to what it's about and he will actually give you advice on it. He is fantastic. So we're super, super excited to have him on next week. And I cannot mm-hmm. wait for you guys to hear it so please make sure you guys check in you sure you don't want to miss it and i think that's all oh should we give a little shout out to our friend sam sam yes sam brinkman our friend she just launched her podcast this week so it just started on june 1st it's called when life gives you lemons where she talks about mental health and inspiration motivation all sorts of amazing things sam is one of those girls that you go to to just dump your problems on and I promise you five seconds later you're gonna walk away with a whole to-do list 
of things to get your act together, motivated and like ready to conquer the world. I, I it's it's incredible. So I am so excited and so proud of her for this new podcast that she just launched. And you can listen to any of those episodes. Um, I think anywhere that podcasts are available. I think she's on Google, Spotify. Uh, Apple. Apple, all of that fun stuff. We're mm-hmm. super excited to tune in because I love um, talking about mental health. It's super important that people are taking care of their mental health. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited to see what she's going to have, topics she's going to have to talk about, and people for you guys to hone in on things that maybe you will help you. So exactly. if you guys make sure you guys tune into that and We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.